Hello, you're listening to the Consequential Podcast, coming basically live from Thought Bubble, or at least nearby, in a small hotel room, with chocolate wine and idiots. Why are you all in my bedroom? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Dave. Here's Roger. Hello. We don't have Lucy, but instead we've got... I'm uh, also a Dave. You are. This is Dave Barker. He draws Heirloom Comic, Uh, which we'll link to again. (gasps) Yay, thank you. Okay, to talk about that. (laughs) But you do have to talk. Okay. Okay. Put the knife away. Hester? Hester. This is Hester. You've Hester. heard her before. Hester. She talks about butts. Or not. Uh, today's comic will actually feature butts. That's a butt on the front of the comic. You don't have to justify <laughs> yourself to me. But it's on brand. And also... I'm Clary. Uh, I'm the Clary who is Clary when they talk about Clary. And I am a bookkeeper specialising in comics and small press professionals which we will link to comics and small press professionals <laughs> we're a full service organisation no more tax avoidance for you <laughs> lots of tax avoidance <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my rates are from £1.25 a month <laughs> a bargain I'm sure you'll agree so first things first point of order Clary uh, sent us a bottle of chocolate-flavoured British wine. Can't prove it was Clary. Which she thought, Can't prove it was me. It could have been she, anyone with that. She thought it was a trap. She is refusing to drink it. Um, so my initial notes on this, it smells like a candle. Um, has it's, anyone it's tried lot, it? It's a lot more like old carpet than I'm strictly happy about from a wine. That's very sweet. <laughs> And that is how Roger ruined a hotel carpet in Leeds. You've got to, you've got to hold it in. You've got to hold it in. I'm not getting past the smell, to be honest. Mm, Just, just. My saliva's trying to crawl away. I'm gonna have a saccharine hate crime. When I drank it in the past, it tastes somehow melted. Yeah. How can a liquid taste <laughs> melted? Because it tastes waxy. Yes, yes. But much yes. like a candle, it does actually cling to the insides of your mouth. Mm. Aggressive. Ah. It's, <laughs> it's fuzzing me up on the inwards. So, thank you for this. Anonymous um, benefactor. <laughs> Other podcast guests will be uh, delighted to note that I got a bottle of water before we started recording. Well. If anyone else would like to send us delicious podcast gifts, <laughs> not this. Please, not this. We are not soliciting wine. <laughs> we are certainly not. <laughs> Roger is soliciting wine. We're not soliciting wine in, re- in exchange for an ability to plug your services on <laughs> Certainly not this wine. No. It was so. very, very good value. <laughs> <laughs> Did an evil genie. That's the sort of bookkeeping insight you're going to get when you hire Clary. Problemchimp.com? Yes. You, you can't claim wine or beer. You can claim kebabs. Mm. She's a genius with finance. <laughs> I sense a sort of consequential uh, sort of, you know. You want a kebab is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, I'd very much like a kebab. We don't, we don't have an organisation for the purposes of tax, so... Oh, fuck. We need, to, we need to spend money to incorporate and then get a kebab. I might have done some terrible things. <laughs> right, let's talk about comics, because we're only here for a few more minutes. Uh, Clary, what's the best thing you found? 
Oh, I couldn't give you a single title, but I've been really thrilled with how much kind of folk horror and how much slightly weird stuff. I mean, there was literally a zine called Folk Horror, which mm-hmm. is, I think, describes itself as something like a monologue for 28 people. So I think it might be fucking with the audience. I saw that a couple <laughs> of weeks ago at... Um You'll never believe this, but the the folk horror uh, <laughs> uh, exhibition that was on at uh, the London, oh, yeah. uh, the British Museum. Um, yeah, it, no, it looks good. Yeah, it Dave look good. is still drinking the podcast wine. It's pretty good. <laughs> Someone, Dave, a professional artist. <laughs> Someone wants a top up. <laughs> if I finish the bottle, does something happen? Is this the equivalent of making him smoke the whole pack? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Thank you. Oh, I was joking. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. Just to contextualise, I'm topping up, and I've got that booze problem. <laughs> All of the sploshing yeah. noises and giggling that we would normally edit out are going to be in this one because we don't have time because we've got to go and get Roger a kebab. Uh, he's got and the, drunk. He's got that look in his eye. Um, Meaty fella. So as ever, this this show will not have even the slightest gloss of professionalism on it, and I apologise for nothing. Hester, what's the best thing you've seen? Um. For the Love of God Marie uh, by Jade Sarson, uh, which uh, I have not actually discovered today. I've been meaning to buy it for months and I knew I was coming here and I was hoping to get it signed. And then she ran out and it wasn't been at the, uh, her, her booth anyway. But I'm still hoping to track her down tomorrow. Anyway. She is more or less standing still for that purpose, but you make it sound <laughs> deeply sinister. It's also, also, she's got tea towels. <gasps> she does! Oh, yeah, I noticed this. Harry likes a uh, 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 comics convention tea towel. Yes. They're a dying art, I find. The, the medium is it's Jade's p- perfected by John Allison a few years ago and lo- now in terminal decline, I think. Jade Sarson also writes a comic about a tea house, which is why the, the, the tea towel is actually a, a thematic tie-in. Oh, um, yes, those look really nice. I can't remember what it was called, but um, we'll some, look it up at some point. Cafe Su something. Suda, Suda, something like that. We're probably quite close. Anyway. We're very professional. For the life of God Marie, um, it's about Catholicism and sex-ish. But I'm not in the way that gets on the news. But... <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it looks quite interesting. We're hopefully going to interview her tomorrow. Um, and given that it sort of seems to be largely treating the story of Marie as a way of looking at sexual mores in Britain and Ireland, um, particularly with regards to religion, there's probably quite a lot to talk about there. Mm. From so the that 60s should be good. to 90s. Yeah. It looks lovely. When sex well. stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Between um, the end of the Chatterley Band and the Beatles' first LP. <laughs> Someone knows what he meant. Bless you, though. It is also very pretty with a limited color palette, and um, uh, the main character has lots of golden hair, which is very prominent. Anyway. And it won an award. It did. First graphic novel award. For a myriad, I believe, who are... Is it Avery mi- Hill? Oh, I thought it was Myriad. Might have been Myriad. I thought it was Palm Door. Publisher is Yeah, Myriad is the publisher. It just says first graphic novel. Well, I did that. Dave? So my pick does not engage with any worthy kind of concepts. It's called Headlopper. 
and it's a what's man's, it about? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's about sexual equality in the. Um, in it's it's about a man with a sword who lops off heads, and that's just the kind of thing I like. Apparently, um, it's got a very mignolery art style. A guy called Andrew McLean draws it and writes it. I never heard of him before. Um, he colours the covers, and mm-hmm. a guy called Mike Spencer does the covers on the colours on the inside, and it's yeah. Um, oh, I like the thing where it looks like a blend of sort of flattered and then really nice tonal shading. Yes. Um, that looks cool. Basically, it jumped out at me. I thought it was great. And the fir- I haven't read the entire thing yet, but the first few pages suck you in. He kills a giant sea serpent within three panels. So, you know, <laughs> that you is know what going to do. Yeah. yeah. There's kind of evil adventure time thing going on for the art, I think. Yes. That child looks hella sinister. Uh, yeah. A lot of things in this. You've said that sinister. about every child you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> So and several of them have been drawn as Batman. No, that 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 makes sense. The Batman ones, they're fine. The the, the kid in the morph suit hasn't been here this year, though. Ah. Oh god, what well, the terrifying the, bat jackal child! Yeah, the one we all had actual literal nightmares about. <laughs> but there is an amazing squirrel girl. Ah, oh, have cool. you seen the brilliant squirrel girl? It's, no, this, no. this lady with just the bushiest fake fur, but really oh. realistic fake fur tail. She is going to take out about a grand's worth of merch if she turns quickly. <laughs> She's <laughs> probably concussed four or five kids today. <laughs> but she looks amazing. But it's a great costume. Uh, it's worth it. Dressed well, as a shark in the last week. Uh, that is a danger. Mm. Um. <laughs> the, the lady who, who draws, um, who does uh, For the Love of God, Marie, asked me if I was cosplaying or just looked like Tintin. <laughs> <laughs> a little from column A. Yeah, which I had to answer kind of both. It's always a problem. <laughs> Dave, are you also going to talk about your comic? We'll do that no, later. Because self-promotion oh. is bad. We'll do that later. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Because you actually do things. We have to make shit up. We have to do this in order to have done something. <laughs> yeah, Christ, imagine being us. Heart. I don't want to imagine. No. What have you read? Um, well, I haven't really had a chance to look through most of it yet, but I've picked out a few things that seem really interesting. What, what tickled your undercarriage? Well, the nice folks at Mindstain, we spoke to them last year, mm-hmm. and they've got a couple of things. They've got a, um, an anthology book called um, First Constructs, which um, I think they got back from the printers yesterday. Yeah, they were saying they basically had... They, they, it sounded like modern-day slavery. Just, just um, like... They had someone working four days, they got it... Absolutely In- crunched to finish it. Inked. And the centerpiece art is gorgeous. It's this kind of jagged, angular, sort of flat planar colour thing. It's um, sort of near future dystopian sci fi gubbins. Um, nice blend of styles, as their stuff already always has, from a, a mix of zeny, fidgety stuff to this sort of very polished, light and dark line work and the you know, gorgeous, sort of flattered colour thing in the middle. Lovely. They've also. They've also got uh, a piece called um, Demaris by Sarah Peplow, which is uh, was they described as an ultra-violent genderqueer regency romp or something or something of that kind. It looks delightful. Is apparently horrible. Um, well worth a look. And I picked up a thing called Goblins, <coughs> Lean Green Dying Machines, Volume One, which is about dickhead goblins having a horrible time. Um, this is from Sloth Comics. Um, uh, they've got a little stand in the marquee, and this is yeah, just disposable cannon fodder goblins having having a, a horrible horrible time. And in the top corner, there's a flick book of a goblin just <laughs> just dying <laughs> by running into a wall and getting squashed. <laughs> it's it's just the loveliest thing. The style is quite cool. It's it's sort of um, just campy comic booky fun. The, the first couple of times I walked past them, I thought that was the Goblin Quest. 
Uh, yeah, Grant Howitt's book, yeah. which, which has a similar premise, which yeah. is and, uh, um, disposable goblins. It's a game, isn't it? Yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's like lightweight RPG. Um, other just interesting fun things to talk about, Improper Books have the third volume of Mulp out. I haven't looked at it, I just bought it because on the strength of the rest of it I had to have it, but it does have giant bees on the cover. <laughs> giant bees. Giant bees. There's also a, a wasabi Kit Kat here. Well, there was a wasabi <laughs> Kit Kat here. Something happened to it. <laughs> Somebody chucked a Kit Kat in my direction. I assumed I was supposed to eat it. Um, there's, there's half, because it's a Kit Kat, it's broken in half. There's another finger there if somebody wants. This has been the Kit Kat and Guilt section of the podcast. It's very topical because if you're on the internet, you know that Hester stole a load of Kit Kats from someone's car recently and it became a meme. Apart from the Hester thing. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember this, should I? <laughs> a man stole some Kit Kats from a car and the internet went, really like Kit Kats and boredom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that internet. Um, you, Condry. Bought quite a lot of stuff, but the thing that jumped out at me was um, something called Where Were You by Tatley Clark, which is um, <clears throat> a sort of small sort of black and white watercolory inks tale of obsession basically a guy who uh, is is uh, slowly driving himself nuts over his girlfriend not answering the phone and is um, seeing basically other people who look like her um, and he's maybe inventing a story maybe not but basically there's a siren who lives in a nearby body of water uh, and and who is sort of manic pixie dream girl at him and then tries to eat him, or does she? Does or thing. does she? It looks really cool. It was the art that drew me into it, but it's uh, it looks like a really nice little story. I, I picked up another one of his something child. I don't recall. Uh, it just I can't remember what it's called now, unfortunately. But it had a sign next to it saying "Creepy Child," and I thought, well, I'll have some of that. Yeah, <laughs> it's Teddy Clark. Yes, yeah. Teddy Clark. So we'll link we'll link to that, and you can find his. Creepy child comics. But no? the, the art drew me on his the other comic. So we have other things to talk about. Anything else? Anyone? Any anything? Anyone particularly wants to shout out about? Um, there's a really nice outfit. I didn't manage to grab any of their stuff. They're called something like Dragon Hide or Dragon Horde. I couldn't quite tell. They're wearing a lot of glitter makeup and seem to be lovely people. Um, kind of creation and distribution collective of mostly but not entirely queer stuff. They've got some lovely things. They're also in the marquee. Yes, they gave me a bit of a warning before I picked up one of their comics that it would have demon spunk in it. Yeah, well, they, they have arranged... Pictures on, at least. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, was, it was kind of tricky to get the pages apart. It's really hard to find a printer that'll work with it. But... <laughs> no, they, they've arranged their table, as they were describing it, from all ages through to ultra porn. So, from left to right. Hopefully they're there tomorrow. <laughs> Um, I've also picked up the suitcase by Dan Berry. You don't want to pick up that suitcase. It's, it's got a dead dog in the suitcase. Yeah. Um, oh, is it that, that story? Yeah, it's that one. <laughs> Someone's decided to do the reference implementation. Yeah, basically, this is, this is the library version of that story. Mm. It's, uh, a dog dies of completely natural causes and needs to be taken uh, to a vet. And uh, so the lady doesn't have a car and puts the dog in a suitcase. And uh, hilarity ensues in suburbia in a kind of weird way. How many times have we all individually been told a version of that story where it was someone's mate's mate? I've heard it twice as someone's... I've, I've got two. I've never heard it. I, between one and five, yeah. yeah. The best version was the New York subway version. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, because that takes effort. Yeah. <laughs> it's not set up for dog corpse theft. <laughs> <laughs> really is a usability issue. Yeah, Dan Barry is pretty great. 
He is. He's got tons he, of other stuff as well. He, he's got a fine podcast as well. Oh, he does. It's called uh, it's called Make Stuff and Tell Everyone. Um, I was thinking of a completely different one. Oh, he does. No, you hang up, doesn't he? Yes. He does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so he has several podcasts. Yeah. But no, you hang up is like the opposite. It's this one. yeah. It's <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's, it's him and Hannah Berry talking bollocks, basically. But in, um, a, nice in a funny, way. nice way. Yeah, like 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 nice people would. They're fundamentally kind in a way that we're just not. No, I think they probably have souls. <laughs> Dave. Yes. <coughs> Dave, is oh, sorry, on, Dave is on loan <laughs> from Radio 2. Um, <laughs> tell us about Heirloom. Okay. Uh, so my day job is a concept artist for RuneScape, and I decided I wasn't painting enough fantasy art during the day, so I decided to spend my <laughs> evenings doing it as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. At some point, maybe a year or so ago, I sort of snapped and decided to try and make one of these comic things for myself. Uh, easy, right? Um, Very little effort involved from what I've heard, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no crying or nervous breakdowns or anything like that. Um, as Hester will attest, I'm sure. Hester is also, um, I don't know, polishing some of the words that are... Uh, some script editing? Yeah. Um, She's not starring in this one, though. No, I have a separate entity for Hester to star in, um, which I'm not going to plug right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Hester. <laughs> I believe we linked to it from the previous episode, <laughs> or the one before that. Hester. But let's not get sidetracked by Hester. Um, so yeah, you can go to www.heirloom-comic.com and have a look. It's a big vertically scrolling thing. It's no, not really paginated, so not designed for paper, which I found out when I tried to print some off yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put any divisions in the right places, and the whole thing looks quite amateurish when you do that. Um, but yes, it works on the website, and you can scroll it through it on a phone and that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, and what is it? <sighs> okay, um, it it's a proper sort of balls out fantasy epic kind of thing. Um, it starts off with a little girl who wakes up as a buried alive sacrifice to a dead king in a very dark hole, and sort of goes from there. Um, yeah. Um, Swords and sorcery, sandals, that kind of thing. Excellent. Okay. Yes. And it's very good. It looks Which lovely. we've said even when he's not sat there looking like a puppy. <laughs> Drinking the podcast wine. Yeah. This is what well, if you making comics th- does to people. They drink <laughs> the horrible wine. If you don't think of it as wine, it's fine. <laughs> oh, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> Why have you done this to us? It's <laughs> just spite. This this arrived at my office in a a supposedly anonymous envelope that had my handwriting on (laughs) because I'd previously used it to send something to Clary. To send a lovely, lovely gift to me, which is framed in my office. (laughs) Genuinely made my day. (laughs) In in response, we were sent. A bottle of chocolate flavoured wine that we have subsequently learned is very cheap. <laughs> and Never be nice to people, is what I'm saying. Of, sort of tastes like licking a dying old lady. Yeah. Yeah, there's that sort of tar and, 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 and diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Did you buy other wine? Maybe. <laughs> Can we have some other wine? 
That's two good. different questions. Does anyone <laughs> does, does anyone uh, have anything else they want to call out as being particularly great from this year? It's all it's been sort the of standard is so high. There's tons and tons of really good stuff, um, and we'll go into a lot more detail about things that we've seen because there's been a lot of people that have been completely new to me. Yeah. Um, what what, what one thing do we almost want to buy tomorrow? Um, coffee. <laughs> the coffee's very good this year. Um, it's a lot less. Yeah. yeah, it arrives. Mm. That's a big bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I'm gonna. I I basically did uh, a trawl of um, small press and and self published stuff today. I don't think I've bought anything that a publisher's been near, apart from a few bits from Cine Books. So tomorrow I might have a look at some of the sort of. I'm gonna buy a load of no brow shit probably. I've been holding off. Like you do. Like I do. Yeah. Like I do. Clary, shopping list. Uh, I bought almost everything today. I'm probably actually going to get Mesolith tomorrow. Mm, I oh, that looks existed. beautiful. And I might hit up Dragonbone. Uh, well, in my head, it's Dragonbone, probably yeah, because of probably, the boning. Probably because of <laughs> the boning. Yeah, because of, because of the boot, because of the boning. Um, I'm going to go back to buy something called the Ark. I'm afraid I can't remember who it's by because I don't have it in front of me, but it is from. Um, Something press begins with an H. Hum- humanism? Humanoids? Humanoids. Oh, yes. Humanoids. Humanoids. It was um, beautiful, but very expensive. Yeah. Yes, it did look beautiful. It's nearly wordless. Um, uh, it's somebody who has done art for movies. It looks very cinematic and lovely. Dave? Um, I don't really have anything off the top of my head, although I'm probably just going to wander around and buy giant prints of things and spend the rest of my money on that. There's a lot of that about. Mm. Good. Can I quickly pimp my thing again? Pimp your thing again. Because I, I, I'm worried it came across as I was joking earlier. I really do do uh, bookkeeping after support for basically creatives. And I specialise in people with a low income and sporadic income uh, who can't really afford an acla- a, ca- a full accountant package. So I'm £15 an hour. I bill in five minute increments. So you really can employ me from as little as £1.25 a month. Although that probably won't be realistic. And I'm at problemchimp.com. Yeah, if you've ever just had a giant bag of problems that you wanted someone to make go away, this I, is a service Clary offers. That's what I do yes. for, my, for my living. As do you and I, uh, since we're starting a new podcast yes. uh, called We Will Fix You. You send us your problems and we will solve them. We'll solve them good. I want to stress... Don't send us anything you actually want fixed. Obviously, <laughs> we're buffoons. And I don't know about you, but I can feel my IQ dropping by the second every time I take a sip of this fucking wine. <laughs> yes. um, but if you would like to hear us solve problems, then uh, you can look up at wewillfixyou.co.uk. Yep. There's nothing really there right now because I can't remember any CSS. Or just email us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com. And we will sort you right the fuck out. I, I have a problem, and I, that's that I can still taste that wine. <laughs> right. We can fix that. <laughs> we can fix that. We need two to three minutes of argument in order to solve that. That's the format. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> are, we, are we now going to pour the wine into Silent Tim? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who has been the, the sixth member sort of, of the podcast. Of Mike Soundbath. He's, he's <laughs> very much the Stuart Sutcliffe of this, this operation. Well, well we, looking uh, quite a lot like the Peter Sutcliffe. <laughs> 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 Hello, I feel. Well, this has been consequential from the old T-Bubs. Mm.
that's that's us out. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Ta-ta. Hesto. <laughs>